Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and today and every single week, how lucky all of you are because we have got the best injury expert on the planet to help you set all of your fantasy football leagues, to make all the right decisions. Back again for another season with us here at Fantasy Pros for the microcast. The injury expert himself, it's Dr. David Chow. David, you and I have done shows together for many, many years off and on. It's great to be reunited with you this year. And I know everybody's got some big players right now on their rosters that have some injury questions. So I know they're great. They're completely grateful for you and your time and your ability to give some insight because I think this is the most important thing. And we have to start, I think, with the very top of the board with Cooper Cup. We'll get to some of these injuries that are really pressing. I know Cooper Cup, we're not worried about him pressing for week one. He's already out. But now we're talking about long term. This is a first round draft pick for some people, a top five pick. And there's a lot of stock invested in him. Now the question is, this lingering hamstring issue, what should our expectations be for Cooper Cup going forward in the weeks to come? Because they have not ruled putting him out there potentially on the pup list yet, uh, on on that IR. So in your opinion, how should people be managing this Cooper Cup situation? What should their expectations be? Well, Joe, it is awesome to be reunited with you. We've had some <laughs> history together, but, you know, things up, paths always cross again, and I'm thrilled here. But, you know, I will answer the Cooper Cup question from the medical perspective. And as you know, I always say I am not an injury expert. Uh, sorry, I am an injury expert. I am not a fantasy expert. Right. So the what to do with Cooper Cup <laughs> might be up to you after the interpretation of what I say. Because, you know, depends on the league, scoring, rules, this, that, the other, who else is on your roster, this, that, the other. So let's get to Cooper Cup. I took a, a few bullets when uh, uh, I said uh, about a week ago when Sean McVay talked about they're handling it day to day. And I called and I said, what we do, as you know, is we interpret coach speak. We do injury mm-hmm. analysis, not reporting. Injury reporters say, Coach McVay said Cooper Cup day-to-day last week. Injury analysis is, look, this is a re-aggravation of a hamstring. He's headed to a different state across two-thirds of the country to Minnesota to see a body specialist. I'm not even sure what a body specialist is. <laughs> is, it a, uh, is it a physical therapist? Is it a deep tissue guy? Is it a, a physical medicine and rehab guy? Is it an orthopedic guy? I mean, I guess every doctor is a body specialist. But it does, the bottom line is when that came up and it's an aggravation, we said, look, day-to-day in coach speak usually means week-to-week. And now he's already ruled out week one. And now there's some talk of is it nerve? Is it injured reserve? Here's the key date. If he's going on injured reserve, you would hope he goes on injured reserve by Saturday because then he's got to miss four games. And the Mm -hmm. week one game would count. And he's already missing that. Great point. So if he doesn't go on injured reserve, uh, that could be good and bad news. The bad news is, good news is they they think he's coming back before four weeks. The bad news is they're not even worried about it within the four weeks, right? They think it's even more long-term in some ways. So that's the big date to see injured reserve and there's different roster flexibilities now because you know there's the standard roster but then there's a practice squad call-ups and all this other stuff and so roster management becomes more difficult but from cooper cup's perspective at the start of the season at sports injury central sicscore.com we assigned him a lower six score not because of coming off the ankle injury but because we weren't sure about matthew stafford and his Mm -hmm. health Remember, he had a spinal cord contusion. You can't mess around with spinal cord contusions. He elected not to have surgery, which is his choice. 
But if he takes a wrong hit again and suffers another spinal cord contusion, and we certainly hope it doesn't happen, it would be likely season for him. And what's Cooper Cup's value if it's now Stetson Bennett? It's a question mark, right? Mm -hmm. And so now with this hamstring injury, we also now at the side have lowered his six score because we do expect him to miss a couple of weeks. At this point, it would if you told me if I own Cooper Cup, and I do in one league that when I was on vacation in Montana, our company league, when you auto draft, you get really screwed when you're in a company <laughs> league because Cooper Cup's ADP is high. Bruce Hall's right. ADP is high. And everyone in our company knows not to draft him. So on my company fantasy league, I've got Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts. You know, I got everybody that they didn't want because of the auto draft. Because I was Well, they Montana. figured they could keep you on top of all the injuries. Uh, I mean, maybe no, that's... Well, the, the everybody in our company to... knows the injury stuff. And so the ADP drops. And, you, and so they leave and them to you. And when you're on a river raft in Montana well, he... with the family auto draft, and I got all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was my concern going into the season with Cooper Cup. You know, as soon as that hamstring history happened, it's like, look, I understand liking him in the first round or even in a late first round. But at the same time, you know, the once you have this hamstring injury crop up, if you're still taking him in the top five, you had enormous risk. And now you have to kind of budget that. Like he was starting to go towards the turn after this last injury, a little bit further down the trough in certain leagues, sometimes even into the second round in like shorter 10 team leagues. But now we have to manage this risk. And it sounds like, Still not too much clarity here in the couple weeks ahead. And as Dr. Chow is saying, monitor Saturday very importantly, because if they do look, put look, him if, on that. If, if you can somehow manage a trade with another first uh, for another top talent, you might want to do that to cut your losses. But well, otherwise, that's exactly the important question. You're, you're I, certainly you know not going to. You're certainly not going to drop him. Right. I mean, no, of know, course not. You, but you make, you make a good point at the top, right? You're the injury expert. You are not the fantasy expert. And yet at the same time, out of your mouth, as somebody who's got Cooper Cup, you're like, hey, if somebody offer, you know, if you can get a good trade and get out, maybe you should think about that. What about Travis Kelsey? He did not play Thursday. He tried to give it a go. He said he didn't have, and this was the interesting thing to me. He did some workout in the pool uh, with the knee and he said he didn't have power. He didn't feel like he had the strength in the, in the knee. Now, everybody's reporting after last night's game that it looks like, well, you know, he's got the extra rest, so he should be good to go week two. Are we buying that? Should we be buying that when it comes to Kelsey and this knee injury? Or with the waiver wires this week, should people be making those sort of pickups of guys like Sam Laporta or maybe Ferguson in Dallas to maybe kind of hedge their bets a little bit on this injury of Kelsey? Uh, once again, not being a fantasy expert, but depending on the situation, but certainly that's a smart move to hedge your bets if you have Kelsey at this point in time. Look, once again, with injury analysis, not reporting, all the reports were he's optimistic, here's that, the other. We actually at Sports Injury Central, uh, early in the week when this hyperextension came out, we said on our sick picks, we said, take, take the lines now if you like the lines, because the line was six, five and a half. And when it came down to the rule out, it dropped to three and a half. Now, in the end, it didn't make a difference. The Lions won outright. But certainly, the bottom line is we were very pessimistic from the get-go with the hyperextension that he played on a short week on Thursday. We expected a bone bruise. That was reported. And bone bruise heals in weeks, not days. Now, technically, he has about two weeks until week two. So is it possible for him to play? Yes. But we never took the cheese at Sports Injury Central related to the reports of, oh, a morning workout, true game time decision. I worked in the NFL for 17 years, and I've corroborated this story with Mark Dominic on Sirius, where you're, you're on too, right? Mm -hmm. In our time, in my time, 
in San Diego with the Chargers, we never had a true game time decision. We always knew already. Now, did we work a guy out ahead of 90 minutes to be sure that he's good to go because we thought he's good to go? Yes. Did we work a guy out or give him a chance to the last minute before the 90 minutes to prove that he could go when we thought all along he wasn't going to go? Yes. But this whole true game time decision is just not that. And if you think about it, how close was it to a true game time decision if they didn't even put him on dry land? They only put him in a pool and Mm -hmm. he still didn't have power. He wasn't very close at all. Look, I'm not saying the Chiefs medical staff is excellent. And Rick Burkholter, their athletic trainer, head guy is excellent. They know on the inside what they were doing. They just weren't telling us in the public is all I'm saying. Now, the second part and what I was saying was before this Thursday night game, I was saying not only is he out Thursday, there's no guarantee for week two, right? And that's kind of where we're at. Thankfully, I don't think this is an IR issue. I would have said Travis Kelsey was doubtful, which means very little chance to play Thursday, week one. And I put him in the questionable at this point, week two. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about DraftKings. Big games, high hopes, and huge cash prizes. That's what the start of the NFL season's all about. New customers who deposit $5 or more can play free fantasy football for a share in millions of prizes with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Kick off the season with your best lineups and compete to bring home serious cash prizes all season long with DraftKings. Playing daily fantasy football is simple. Just pick your NFL starters while staying under the salary cap, then score enough points to bring home your share of millions in prizes. Nonstop NFL action is waiting for you. Download the DraftKings app now, sign up with code FANTASYPROS, and make your first deposit. Draft your best lineup to play free for a share of millions in prizes. That's code FANTASYPROS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Minimum $5 deposit required. One award per new customer. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. And now back to the action. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Joe Burrow is making his way back. Uh, hopefully his calf is good enough. Now his his wallet might be heavy enough. I don't know if that puts a strain on his calf muscles now after that huge contract extension he signed last night, but good for Joe Burrow. He certainly uh, deserves it. He's been a great quarterback so far for the Bengals. Any concerns with that calf? You know, I know it's one of these injuries we've seen in baseball too. I've seen these guys who have the calf strains, the re-aggravation, the re-injury. Now they have rested him all these weeks. But now we're ramping up, and we're ramping up with a defense that's got Miles Garrett and a bunch of guys who can get after the quarterback. So in your opinion, 
Uh, I mean, I know we're probably starting Joe Burrow, all of us who have Joe Burrow, but what should our expectations be in terms of mobility and what should our fear be in terms of re-aggravation? Well, you know, I sometimes get accused of being the Grim Reaper and delivering bad news like Cooper Cup or Travis Kelsey. I want to deliver some good news. Look, when in training camp, when when Joe Burrow was carted off, my phone went off like a Christmas tree. Our staff was sending a video. <laughs> and before Zach Taylor practice even finished, and took the podium. We said, it's not catastrophic. Don't worry about the cart. It's just a calf strain. So that's <laughs> good news. The other good news is Joe Burrow has thrown, shown throughout his career that he doesn't need training camp. Rookie year was COVID, didn't have training camp. Second year, he was coming off the ACL, didn't really mm -hmm. have training camp. Last year, he had the appendectomy, didn't really have training camp. This year, he's got the calf, didn't really have training camp. So it probably shouldn't affect him that much from the pocket. Now, the bad news side is we said all along, contrary to what Coach Zach Taylor said, that it was mild, that it was at least moderate grade sprain, strain of the calf, which would make sense to miss the rest of training camp, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if it were mild, they would have gotten him back sooner. Now, what's the deal? I think he's healthy. I think he can play well, especially since Joe Burrow made his $275 million from the pocket, not outside the pocket. Now, what you may see is more throwaways instead of trying to escape the pocket because what Joe doesn't want to have happen and the Bengals don't want him to do is re-aggravate it by sprinting out of the pocket, avoiding tacklers downfield and running. And that's, you know, a, a rollouts. So he may be more pocket-based and he may dump the ball more. He may not be – he'll be mobile in the pocket, but he's less likely to scramble out of the pocket do that what you will with uh, a fantasy perspective. And the other good news for Bengals fans, I really believe that this calf injury scare probably led to a smoother signing of the deal. I mean, when you know you have $275 million, 218, 219 guaranteed, and you have an injury scare, maybe you just say, let's not worry about trying to reach 300 or 280. It's kind of chump change at that point. Let's just guarantee our future, at least for the next five years. And so that's sort of an upside of what this injury has done. All right, let's get to another couple that uh, are really interesting to me. Terry McLaurin, first one, and then we'll wrap with the Jets situation too, because I know everyone's really concerned about that one too going forward, not just week one, but Terry McLaurin has the turf toe injury. Now, everything seems like it's trending in the direction of him playing this week. It's, it's kind of a cookie matchup at home against Arizona, at least on paper. But we all have seen this, David, where... You know, over the years, these injuries and the turf toe specifically, it takes guys a long time to really get back to 100%. If you've got Terry McLaurin right now and it looks like he's trending to play, would you be concerned going forward to the next, I don't know, four to six weeks of him looking like Terry McLaurin again? Potentially, yes. And here's the deal. When it happened, looking at there was good video of it from beat reporters. I don't remember who I'd cite him if I remembered but it looked like at least a moderate-grade turf toe on his right foot. And it's been confirmed as a turf toe. And, of course, we're recording this Friday morning ahead of the final injury reporting and game report status reports. So don't know if he's going to be listed as questionable or off the injury report full, full play. But I, even if he plays, I don't see him being 100%. The video that I saw of him on Wednesday, and I haven't seen any since, he clearly favored the right toe. I play this game of let's see which side he favors and try not to remember where the injury was. And you can see he can cut pretty well off the left, not as well off the right. And pretty much you, then you lose half your route tree. 
right, in terms of mm-hmm. what's happening. So can Terry McLaurin play? It cer- certainly seems like it. Can Terry McLaurin be Terry McLaurin? Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough task. Now, what you do with him in fantasy, here you go, Joe. <laughs> Who else do you got? And, well, and, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. In, like, for instance, this week, because of what you're saying there, and, and I know this from experience of doing this for, you know, the decade plus that I've been doing it now, which is that turf toe thing is a problem, which is why I have Dotson ahead of McLaurin in my rankings this week, because I just think he's going to be far more active uh, on the field. And once they have that lead, I think they're going to sit on it and it's going to be Brian Robinson. And it's going to be a whole lot of that. This is a, this feels like one of the few Brian Robinson. We have a lead in Washington games that we're going to get all year. One last situation here. And again, don't forget, you can follow uh, David uh, over on the Twitter machine to our X, whatever we're calling it today. Pro football doc, uh, Dr. David Chow is the best. He's over from uh, Sports Injury Central. You can go check them out as well. David, the Jets backfield is one that we all have a lot of focus on, a lot of eyeballs on. Dalvin Cook coming off an injury of his own. Brees Hall coming off the ACL injury. They both seem like they're going to get workload in here. It's only week one, but it seems like things are progressing well for both of these guys. So from a health perspective, should people feel good about if they have to start these guys in week one, starting them because they're healthy enough to split a workload between them in this game against Buffalo? Well, obviously, you know, you'd rather have a a dominant number one and play him, but there's a split going on. But the other thing I would tell people is if you're making a decision, in this case, it doesn't matter because they're both on the Jets, right? But you might also want to consider the health of the offensive line or the health of the opposing run defense. And you can get that at Sports Injury Central. If the opposing run defense, the front seven, is banged up, like yesterday, uh, Thursday night, one of the props that we loved was David Montgomery over 50 and a half yards. Why? Not only Chris Jones, but next to him, two defensive linemen for the Chiefs were out up front. And where do they run the ball? To that left side of the offensive mm-hmm. line, right at the two backups to get that key first down to end the game, right? And that's yep. where they were targeting. So you got to look at the health of the injuries on the opposing team's defense. And we have that on field, field views at SICscore.com. But To answer your question, week one, if I had a choice of Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall, I for sure would take Dalvin Cook. And here's why. Yes, Brees Hall returned to training camp practice before Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook was because of his birth of his child. And and Brees Hall is coming off an injury to his knees. And for a running back, the ACL or the knee is the moneymaker. Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook is coming off an injury or shoulder surgery. Mm That kind of doesn't matter. He played through last season with that shoulder injury. And maybe there's learning the system issues for Dalvin Cook. But other than that, I think he's the healthier person. Do not be fooled by the 23 miles an hour Brees Hall tracking. Running backs don't gain yardage based off of high-end speed. That's like downfield. Maybe they turn that 20-yard run into a 60-yard run. They get yardage by acceleration. What's his acceleration? Not quite himself yet. What's his deceleration and cutting to get through the hole? Guaranteed, not quite himself yet. That's why we have a lower six-score ranking for the season and certainly early on in Brees Hall, whereas Dalvin Cook is the much healthier person in week one, at least in our opinion. Well, 
Doc, we could talk to you all day because there's always that many injuries in the NFL. And I'm sure in the weeks to come, we're going to have a whole lot more, unfortunately, to talk about. But fortunately, we have you to help guide us in the right direction. Make sure, again, you follow him over on the Twitter machine, X. Again, I'm going to say Twitter. I'm just going to end up keeping saying Twitter forever. I don't know. I'm I'm old school. Uh, I'm still Twitter, you know. You know us old guys. We get set in our ways. It's Twitter, damn it. Get off my lawn. Look, I still Um, say San Diego Chargers all the time, right? uh, Sometimes, (laughs) once in a while, I catch myself about to. Don't feel bad about that one. But you worked for them, so that is absolutely positive and understandable why. At Pro Football Doc, you can always follow him there, and you should. You can also check him out every week Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think will be very helpful for this year. Going to Twitter is great. And six score has its own Twitter. But the problem with Twitter, you have to scroll, 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 scroll to find it. I guarantee you it's there. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you go to sports injury central, SIC score.com and go to sick insights, it's on the front page, et cetera. And you bookmark that page. It will give you the top 12, 15, 20 injury insights compiled. So when you're Sunday morning going, what do I do? Or, Thursday at, you know, right before kickoff, what do I do? That's your quickest source to get it all as opposed to scrolling on Twitter. Twitter, you get it first, but it's compiled at Sick Insights. And then if you Mm -hmm. want to go to the next level, look at the field views for the defense rankings against the run or the pass, uh, et cetera. But Sick Insights is your quickest source of injury analysis in one spot. And make sure you sync all your leagues also to that point too. And, and, over and we also have a notification over... feature. If you if you oh, want to know the yep. status of somebody, and we every time you post something, if you click the notification feature because they're they're on your fantasy team, that's helpful too. Yeah, and uh, along with that too, use our tools at Fantasy Pros as well. Stay on top of, of all course, the injury and updates. Of course, we cite them all the time. Fantasy oh, of Pro, course. Look. Oh, look, this is what we're saying. Use all the tools you have available to you everywhere so you can make the best decisions. When you have all your leagues synced to my playbook, you get the alerts when certain players are going to be in and out. And as David talked about before, game time decisions are not as game time as you might think they are. That was the best uh, I would think learning tree moment of this entire microcast. And I'm so glad you said that because I've always felt that and it was nice to hear somebody in your position actually say that. Don't forget also to go play over at DraftKings. They're giving away millions of dollars in prizes this year. Download the DraftKings app and sign up today with a promo code FANTASYPROS. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dr. Chow, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FantasyPros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros.